Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Inside the Circle, your <laughs> your look at high school softball in Connecticut, and it's an emergency podcast because we are dogs and cats are living together, and it's mass hysteria, everything's crazy, everything we thought was wrong, everything we thought was going to happen with the tournament, it was it turns out to be absolutely, almost unequivocally wrong. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan Lacey, who's been out in the field running all over to try and capture all this carnage? What's happening? Uh, not much. I'm from an undisclosed location at the moment, but yeah, like you said, it's just craziness. So awesome. I mean, I was I was really excited to see you know what's been going on in the playoffs because there's just so much parity. I mean, you're kind of used to this if you follow baseball because that's a little more of a variant sport. But like with softball, you don't expect this much, you know, carnage, so to speak. So it's been awesome to follow the tournaments this year. Yeah. It's been an absolute joy, unless you're one of the teams that got vanquished. So let's let's take a quick rundown of some of the, the, the nuttiness that's happened. Well, let's start off at the top. Well, first of all, St. Joseph. Yeah, gone. have to start there. I mean, who saw that coming? Obviously, none of us did. I mean, even, <laughs> though, even though they had a potential to face a tough SEC team in the second round, I mean, it's still St. Joe's. They won what their winning streak ended at 35 games. So they didn't win a game in the tournament. They got that was our first game. Yeah, game. yeah, two nothing. Win the FCAC and then rip. You know, that's it. I mean, unbelievable performance by East Haven's pitcher, a one hitter. Right? Is that is that correct? Yeah, Heafy. Right. Unbelievable for a team that gave up 15 runs or something in the first game of their season. Like just to come this far and make it to the semifinals. I mean. Just sort of speechless, I guess. I don't know even know what to say about it. What was your impression? Well, I mean, we've talked about East Haven plenty of times, and and it was they were they got off to a horrific start, and uh, yeah, they did knock off NFA, which was the first time you're like, yeah, that was okay. their big win. Yeah, exactly, that was their big win, and then but they still lost to Sacred Heart. I mean. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it was a one pitched a one hitter. Uh, meanwhile, East Haven tagged Pey- uh, Peyton Dorian uh, for for eight hits, which is you know for <laughs> for a team that shuts teams out all the time, that is insanity. Eight eight hits, and uh, and their catcher Lena Barthel was three for three, and she had both both ribbies. To, uh, to to put East Haven ahead. They were matching zeros, but East Haven was clearly hitting her. And then in the uh, the fifth top of the fifth inning, they, they struck for two runs, and the way Heafy was pitching, uh, it was it was lights out. That was it. I, I was – I just couldn't believe that's, it. That's East Haven's first shutout of the season, and it comes against St. Joe's in the second round of the States. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and and how about this? And it was also uh, Coach Ed Krasafi's 300th victory. Like, what a way to get one. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> it was that's like how you per- want to do it. It was a perfect storm for East Haven, which then came right back. You figure, you know, you, you, you maybe they catch lightning in a bottle. No, they did it twice. They, they knocked off Barlow. I mean, yes, the ninth seed, but, I mean, then they knocked Barlow off. They were down two runs in that game. They exploded. They ended up winning, ended up winning 12-2. to two. And now the East, Havens are, East Haven is on the cusp of the state championship game. Uh, you know, I just and – well, and I would think they have a legitimate shot to get there. Oh, well, no. Well, yeah, now they absolutely have a chance to win. I mean, if you have a win like that, and everything is on the table at that point, right? So, I mean – 
they have they have the easier half of the semifinal draw, I guess, which 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 we can get into here against Brookfield. But there's no way you could count them out against a Massac or a North Haven in the final. Absolutely not. No, no, no. and Massac ran into a little bit of trouble um, in their in their you know in their game against uh, Bristol Eastern. They had to make sure to hold them off. Um, but the, and Mastic does advance, and Mastic does advance to play uh, Lauren Card in North Haven. Lauren Card has been absolutely brilliant. Speaking of teams, you know, there's been a lot of teams that we don't see anymore, but North Haven has rebounded really nicely back from this SEC championship loss. Yep, they had a bye in the first round, and they, you know, they've cruised through so far. Lauren Card threw a perfect game in, the, in their last game, the quarterfinal win over Maloney on Friday. So we've been waiting for this, you know, Mastic North Haven matchup seemingly all season because. Once Massac lost to St. Joe's, we kind of knew, all right, St. Joe's is probably going to be the top seed in L, and then, you know, Massac and North Haven would be 2-3 for sure anyway. So, you know, this is the one we finally get to see, and I can't wait because, it's, like you said, North Haven, has, they've seemed to have right in the ship, and Massac's just cruising along as well before, you know, the Bristol Eastern game. So maybe that slip-up, you know, gives North Haven even more hope. It's going to be an interesting dichotomy between the two great pitchers as well. Yeah, the uh, Class L semifinals, as we should say, uh, will be at DeLuca Field on Tuesday, June 4th. Uh, Tuesday, North Haven and Massac will, are, are the actually are actually the matinee game in, in that uh, in that uh, in that semifinal at DeLuca. And then yeah, same say, as last year. Same as last year. Massac were the top seed now, and they played. It was at West Haven, but they played the first game, and then Brookfield beat Hand in a crazy semifinal last year. And you know, Brookfield gets another shot at an SEC team this year. How do you see these two games going? <sighs> Brookfield has a great offense. I've I've covered their last two. You know, their their two wins in this tournament, and they've hit the ball pretty much all year. So if they get the pitching, they have they have a freshman Jillian Mitchell who's pitched both their state games she allowed one run to south windsor which was the fewest run south uh sorry not regular windsor not south windsor sorry um windsor scored on everyone they they played south windsor they played southington they played nfa they played bristol eastern and they scored runs on all those teams even though they lost and brookfield shut them out through six innings with some good defense and great pitching by mitchell the pitching has been the question for Brookfield kind of all year because they threw, you know, they have two younger pitchers because they had a senior last year who graduated. And if they get any pitching, they got a shot. I mean, they will probably be able to hit, you know, East Haven a little bit anyway to try to, you know, if they could sneak out a 5 4 game where some of the balls that East Haven hit are right at people with that kind of thing, then Brookfield, you know, they could, they could win, even though it seems like they're the underdog now after what East Haven has accomplished already, yeah. right? I was going to say that they seem like they. They're kind of coming in as an as an underdog here because East Haven is just on fire. And um, what do you think of the what do you think of the big one between Massac and North Haven? Well, I mean, I have only, I haven't seen Massac this year. I, I did see North Haven, and uh, um, and they're certainly good enough. And when and when Card is on, she's she's tough to beat. And so I think this is going to be one of those, you know, first team. I mean, but the Card is also you know she's also prone to giving up some some runs. Uh, we've so we've seen that too. Again, um, only against East Haven, though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Cheshire, yeah, which they don't have to worry about. Um, so I, you know, I still like Massic, but you know, I, I'm starting to look at uh, the leagues and strengths of schedules and things. Like, I mean, the SWC has shown up clearly, so maybe they, they, maybe they're not as the. the I mean, overall, Massic just mowed everybody down, and uh, so I don't know. I, 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 it's gonna be a classic. At least I think I, that. I'm less confident in in Massac now. I, I picked them at the start to win the tournament, but how strong North Haven's come along, and you just can't ignore how amazing the SEC is. It's unbelievable. Yeah, 
Well, how, I don't know. Uh, how, well, how about East Haven? All right, so so Tori, uh, he, he she's a sophomore. <laughs> That's number one. Barthel, the catcher, she's a freshman. Yeah. To, I mean, so they have a good. They have a mix of like upcoming up and coming stars and and. And senior. Well, that's the thing about that's the thing about Brookfield. They are an incredibly young team. They have four or five freshmen who like are consistent contributors. Their leadoff hitter is a freshman. Their starting pitcher now is a freshman. You know, they have another pitcher who's a sophomore, and they have a lot of you know younger players. And they have one senior, and the whole team is going to graduate. So, I mean, a lot of these kids were here last year, but they've just done an amazing job to even get back here to the semifinals. I mean, last year they made it to the final, but this year was probably a little more unexpected just due to the pitching, you know, question marks and everything, but. I think just getting this far, they've done a great job. Um, I'm gonna have to. For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Oh man, this is <laughs> this is tough. I'm They're gonna both go, tough. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the with the front runners. I'm gonna stick with Masic. I had him going to the final this the, before this, the the tournament started. But now that East Haven's here and they're just they're just on a roll, I'm gonna have to go with East Haven to get to the final. East Haven versus Masic final. Yeah, that's that's definitely a pass. You know. Probably like, the two where favorites. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to um, upset anyone up in Brookfield. They, they like me. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I I actually think North Haven's going to win. Okay. I, I think it's less. Well, now Massick's going to be upset with you, so now you can't lose or win. Yeah, you know, that's true. But if they win, they'll be, you know, they'll be like, all right, well, see, Lacey, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't clearly. I'll reserve. I'll, I'll reserve for picking from the first from from the other semifinal for now. Yeah, the East Haven story yet to be written here. I mean, there's so much we don't know about them, uh, but they have just been they they're they're standing up, and everyone's got to take notice now. This is this is not where we thought class hell. I, in fact, I, it's funny. I texted Jack McFarland. I said there will be no rematch. Jack, whose daughter <laughs> plays at Massac. Megan and uh, you know, and I mean, he was one of the guys who was all fired up about that first game, and then the, that first matchup between St. Joe and Massick. And I, I, I'm just again, I'm just stunned that that's not what we're gonna get. You know, that's a, no, that's, absolutely that's tremendous. for sure. All right, let's move over to Class Double L, where you know the the day of the day she won Gatorade State Player of the Year, um, Maria Hanchuk, they, she she did a number on Danbury. Next day, they're gone. <laughs> um, you know, that's unbelievable. I went all the way up there to watch them play against Danbury, and, and I came away thinking even more so that I picked them before the tournament. I thought, all right, this team it has state championship. You know, they sh- they could win this really easily, but <sighs> NFA just rolls up there, all the way up there, and just you know comes away with a two-one win. And South Windsor's offense, you know, again when we were concerned about heading into the tournament it came back to bite them i mean bailey como threw a great game against them but it's hard you know like like i said also it's like you can't count on south windsor shutout teams every single time you know you're gonna need a little yeah. offense they, they didn't get it no they didn't get it. they got that last one run in the seventh inning but then uh you know nfa had already put the pressure on them so you know that that was i mean good for nfa we we, we talked to brian verdict their, their head coach a couple days ago and you know, he was confident about his team. You know, they, they played a really hard schedule. Uh, they pretty much touched everywhere. You know, FCAC, SEC, CCC. Uh, they, they, they touched them also. I mean, you know, it, it, may, it looks like it did prepare them. The second time around the order uh, against South Windsor, they played South Windsor and lost, only won nothing, but they lost. 
Second time around, they knew exactly what they were. There's something to be said for that. The second time around the order, second time you see a team, you saw it with Cheshire. They lost to Lauren Card the first time. They came back then uh, just a you know few days later, and they knew exact or just a few week, a week or so later, and they knew exactly what to do to to hit her. So I think if if the chances are you if you've played a team and you lost the second time around, you might be might be better, and you might know what how you know you you're, you get an adjustment of who the pitcher is. Yeah, and it was just a one nothing game. Even if NFA didn't score the first time, it's not like they gave up a lot of runs. So, like you said, just a couple adjustments, and then you know Como doing her thing. She threw a shot in the last round against Ludlow. She also homered in that game against South Windsor yeah. too. So she kind of did it did it all. So that that's a great performance for them, and it sets up another NFA Cheshire game. So this is the <laughs> fourth time in five years that they'll have played, and Cheshire won all three of the other times, and. That's, I mean, I covered the game last year. They they met in the quarterfinals and, and Cheshire won on a crazy, you know, craziness as usual with them, it seems like. But he, talking to Matt, talking to Brian after that game, it just felt like these guys again then. So I can't even imagine, you know, going up against them again. And apparently they're, you know, they're friends and they, you know, they share, you know, trade secrets or whatever. But having, losing to the, Losing the Cheshire every single year in the States has got to be frustrating, and I'm sure they'll be excited to get after it again. Yeah, um, they're certainly due for that. But, you know, I like, like I've said before, before the tournament started, I really like the scrappiness of Cheshire. They're just a program that just knows how to win, you know, and uh, that's they kind of run into that with NFA. Maybe, maybe the fourth time's the charm here for, for NFA. <laughs> right. At some point, NFA's got to win one of these, right? It, you, would, you would think maybe they're doing. Yeah, so that's Cheshire has been, they've Chester has been sort of, they've had to come up with stuff to beat these teams. And I don't know if that ever, maybe it does. Maybe it's just ingrained in them. I mean, Bree Pearson's obviously a great pitcher, but her composure seems like her best asset. Like it's unbelievable how she doesn't get phased in any of these crazy situations that she's been in already her first year starting. Yeah. She's been in a few, a few tough ones. I mean, like like that SEC championship game against Amity uncorks a wild pitch and then was able to get out of that inning to set up the, uh, the comeback, but that that's a lot of pressure. Uh, Um, So yeah, that's gonna be the the double L's are gonna be the on Monday Monday at the Deluca Field. Uh, the Cheshire NFA is gonna be at seven o'clock, and on the other side, the the matinee game is gonna be number two Trumbull, which uh, you know which took care of Stanford, a pretty good Stanford team, and uh, and they're gonna going up against Southington. Uh, let's talk about your double L's is, is basically uh, legacy programs here for the most part. I mean Trumbull. Southern Cheshire, you know, throw NFA in there too. They've been they've been around the block a few times. They haven't won a state championship, but they've they've been in this these situations before. They've been in you know they've been a contender uh, for years now. So uh, it, a pretty strong class double L tournament now. Now with South Windsor going down, Massick still hanging in there, but they lost to St. Joseph, and then East Haven beat St. Joseph, and then who the heck's going to be number one here? I it, well, if Trumbull wins states they it's theirs probably i mean i think i think voters and you know everything will sort of give trumbull credit even though they'll have one more loss and they didn't win the fcac if both their losses are to st joe's which massic also lost to and trumbull has gone through this gauntlet already have beaten two you know they fell behind amity early and then just whirled by them then they had to you know hold off stanford if they can beat southington and cheshire or nfa to finish this off, I think that's just going to be a little more impressive. Even though, even if Mastic beats North Haven East Haven, I think Trumbull's going to get it. I think it's going to be close, though. If both win, I think we could get a really close vote for number one. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm glad I don't vote because I don't want to make that decision. That's going to be. Oh easy. yeah, no, that's a tough one. I mean, not winning your league and being number one, you know, you could say something about that, but mm-hmm. 
it's St. Joe's. I mean, it's not like they lost to nobody. <laughs> if Cheshire goes and wins, if Cheshire beats NFA and then beats either Trumbull or Southington in the final, and then Massick beats North Haven, I mean, do you give it to Massick? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't think Cheshire can. I don't think Cheshire can have an argument if Massick runs the table and finishes with one loss. Do you think Joe's. you think if North Haven wins, Cheshire is going to be number one? Oh yes, probably. Okay. Well. Is that what you think? Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, Cheshire beat North Haven two out of three three games. Including so, the one that mattered. So Right, including one in the championship setting. So you can at least say, like, well, that's the state championship game. How do you see these two class double all uh, games breaking down? Now, how do you see it? Who, who, who oh, do you see winning? Why are these so difficult? Yeah, I don't know. Well, we talked a little bit about Cheshire. We know yeah, Bailey Como's, you know, she's she's the injury that makes them go. And Cheshire, you got a host of players. I mean, not to say that NFA doesn't. I just, I just yeah. think when Cheshire, the, the game, when the when it comes down to it, Cheshire makes the plays. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Cheshire is going to win. Uh, Southington, on the other hand, they had a tough game against Richfield in the last round. Um, Richfield started off the season like one and seven, and then they really turned it on. Yeah, good Came performance. The- Knocked off West Haven. Yeah, their pitcher threw like a one or two hitter in that game, I believe, or something crazy like that. But just yeah, and then pushed Southington right to the limit, you know, almost pulled it out. So I don't know if Southington's a little more vulnerable or whatever, but I think I'm actually gonna flip flop. I had Southington in the final, even though I thought this matchup was gonna take place. I think it's gonna be Trumbull Cheshire. Just like you had all the whole way through. That's so, right, you know, that's right, man. <laughs> I'm sticking with mine. I say Trumbull Cheshire, I say Cheshire wins it all. Uh, it, it fascinating game. It would be being Monday night or Monday afternoon over there at uh, DeLuca Field. Uh, hopefully there's no rain in the forecast because you know what happens when there's a drop of rain hits DeLuca Field. It becomes a swamp, <laughs> just one drop of rain, and DeLuca becomes a mess. And the next thing you know, we're playing triple headers at West Haven. On the, it's just, it's just, right. It's just ridiculous, you know. Um, so that that's a fascinating look. I'm again. I'm stunned that South Windsor is out. You know, uh, they yep. went one and one after that great regular season, twenty and zero. They go one and one in the state tournament, which is crazy. Hats off to NFA. You know, let's go. Let's move over to Class M, uh, which uh, you know we, we Brookfield played today for in Class L. We also have Notre Dame Fairfield playing today to complete that field. They defeated. Um, Berlin 5-2 for uh, Coach Jeff Bavino's 200th career victory. Congratulations, Coach Bavino. And he's got the Lancers into the state semifinals. Uh, they class M against who else? I mean, they are here every year. Talk about teams that, you know, maybe this wasn't going to be the year that Seymour made it here, but yet here they are. Despite well, everything. it almost wasn't. The, it almost wasn't the year they came. They made it because they had a rally in the second round against Monfield. They were down 4-2 in the seventh. And got a huge two-run single by I think Morgan Morgan Teodosio. Yep, they went on to win the game. You know, it wasn't a walk-off because they were on. The, oh no, it was a walk-off. It was a walk-off win. So, and then they had to. You know, they got a they got a home another home game thanks to uh, Valley Regional going down. Yeah, to Law, another SEC team knocking off a number one seed right there. Yep, and you know got a you know great pitch performance there and. Like you said, so almost not here, but they are here, and that's all that matters. And this is a re- another rematch of a game last year. Seymour won pretty handily, so it'll be interesting to see how it comes out. You know, plays out this year. Notre Dame is just insanely young, as you know, as Jeff Vino told us when he came on the podcast a few weeks back. So 
I you, can't wait. This this should be a great game. You want to you talk know? about teams that you know second time around that they they showed up and they they made their adjustments and they played better. How about Notre Dame Fairfield in the second round beating Griswold eleven to eight? We remember they got yeah. crushed all yep. the way over in Griswold. This time Griswold had to make the trip down, and Notre Dame was ready to pounce on them this time. Yeah, that could have been the difference. You know, you, you never know with high school. So, so Notre Dame uh, will play Seymour. Notre Dame's the high seed. Uh, they're playing Seymour at West Haven on Tuesday night. They're their second game at West Haven on Tuesday night, and the first game on. Uh, on Tuesday, four o'clock is the uh, number three seed, my girls from Waterford. That's right, <laughs> against number eighteen, Granby. Oh, I think I might have had Granby in there too, didn't I? Did, did I? You? I don't. That I don't remember. I just remember you had Waterford winning the whole thing. I did, huh? Well, that's interesting. I, I don't. I gotta go back and look at it. But I think I had Granby maybe playing Waterford or something like that. I don't remember. To be completely honest with you, I don't remember. It's possible I could have nailed that one too. I'm looking at the bracket. I think I would have had Granby. Laurelton, maybe I maybe I said Laurelton. I, I I, that sounds more familiar, but oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I'm not going to make any decisions here. Well, all right. Well, I, well listen. I I love the fact that already I still. Well, we don't. Neither of us lost. Neither of us has our champion in Class L. Um, but we, I, I have, got Massac. Oh, you had Massac over over over. Yeah, Saint I only Joseph. got. We, I only have two left. I have Massac and Seymour left. Um, South Windsor and St. Paul are gone. Yeah, and I said Cheshire, which is still alive. And I said Waterford, which uh, is obviously still alive. So, yeah, Waterford, the early game, they're playing Granby, which knocked off Lorton Hall pretty impressively, 5-1. to one. That's a great job by them. And Granby also knocked off uh, Northwestern, I guess, the I guess the Berkshire League against the NCCC and Triple C, uh, you know, didn't come to fruition. A great season for Northwestern in the Berkshire. Get out of states. They cannot get any further than the uh, second round. No, very disappointing considering they actually played Granby during the regular season and beat them. Um, but Granby just—they've gotten hot at the right time. They made the semis last year, but they graduated their pitcher. They have a you know new pitcher, Anna Marie Grosskritz, who threw a, a shutout with 16 strikeouts in the NCCC final to win that league for them again. And they've just carried that momentum into this tournament and a very impressive performance. You know, like you said, knocking off Laurelton Hall after taking down Northwestern, and they'll play a Waterford team who's swinging the bats and throwing shutouts so far in yeah. this tournament. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, they, they, just mowing, mowing teams down. They have a freshman whose last name you'll probably know, Maddie Burroughs for mm. Waterford. She hit two home runs and drove in six or seven runs in their game against Walcott. So they're obviously on fire. So they're looking pretty good also. I guess uh, it runs in the family over there. Burroughs, obviously her brother, uh, was a great was the great pitcher for Waterford last year. And where, where is he now? Uh, UConn, I think, is he? Yeah. Or no, no, he took the. Didn't he take the money? Oh, maybe he did. I think he's in the system. We should yeah. dial a friend here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a lifeline from Pete. <laughs> go to the uh, go to the. Anyway, that the Burl, he was he was one of the best pitchers in the state last year. So uh, and, and you know now the Waterford baseball team they're out, but the Waterford softball team they're in. Uh, so that's good for them. Um, Seymour and Notre Dame Fairfield obviously is the premier matchup I think in in this one. But uh, uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, that's a tough one, Seymour. Notre Dame, Fairfield. Yeah, uh, you know I'm gonna go with the Cats. I'm gonna go with the Cats. Uh, I they, again, it's not a vintage Seymour team, and I know that they've been up and down. It's been a roller coaster. But man, when they they know how to play, when they, when they need some big hits, they can swing the ball. They they can make they can make plays in defense. I saw them in the NBL semifinals. Uh, you know, and, and, and when they need some hits, they can get them. So, I, you know, I like them. Again, that's going to be tough against Notre Dame's pitcher. 
it's a good matchup. It, it's, it should be worth uh, the price of admission there. And then the other one, I'm, I got to go with Waterford, obviously, because yep, I yeah, yeah. picked them all. So how about you? Yeah, I agree. Seymour Waterford, and I have no idea what's going to happen in the final because they played during the regular season, Seymour and Waterford, and Seymour won 10-1, but it just seems like Waterford's just clicking 100 well, miles an hour. So Again, the, actually, the running theme, Ryan, is if you saw him once, it's a good shot you're going to get him in the second time. Well, the good thing for Seymour is that they have two pitchers that they use interchangeably, you know, mm-hmm. in Adamo and Gaffert. So maybe that's something they can avoid, you know, going right. down there. But that's a great point. I'm really? leaning Waterford, though. I don't know to you know to win the whole thing. I, I, actually, I, I don't want to. I want to keep my. Seymour yeah, you got to You got to stick. With it. You got to stick. With it. <laughs> yeah. So at Class M, uh, not quite. I mean, we thought we thought that those were some of the better teams there, but who, any any teams that we who are gone in class M. I mean, Oxford went out, the NVL champs, they went down in the first round. Um, right? Yeah. Where yeah, are they? Second round. Oh second sorry, round. second round. There they are. Yeah, they lost to Laurel Hall in the second round. North but Laurel knocked off North Brantford, the NVL the uh, sorry, the Shoreline champs. Uh I saw HK go down. Valley Regional. Yeah, Valley Regional. They didn't win a game the term. They lost a law. That's tough going against those SEC teams. So, uh, and they obviously Griswold losing to Notre Dame Fairfield. I mean, so so far, I think that for the most part, not as crazy a tournament here as the other ones. Some interesting results, but the semis, I think it's it, it'll, other than maybe if you want to say Granby, you know, I think it lines up pretty well. Yeah, I think I think the Northwestern result was still surprising, and I feel like if Northwestern found a way to win, they would have made it this far. So I feel but, like yeah, North, like I feel like Northwestern needs to start scheduling out a little bit more, just to get yeah. Them they lose a pretty special senior class, so I don't know how um you know how strong they'll be next year, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's tough. Those Berkshire League towns are pretty small. I, I know this firsthand. So all right, moving over to Class S, some other crazy developments. <laughs> the the first of which was St. Paul getting knocked off, crushed. By Holy Cross in the quarterfinals, uh, I'm stunned. Like Holy Cross did not show up. I mean, Holy Cross, good program, has won its fair share of state championships. Everyone was saying at the NVL that their record kind of made them a little inflated this year. Maybe not as good as past teams. Obviously, you know, Lawton's not there anymore. Um, a good team, but not great. They got knocked off by Watertown in the first NBL quarterfinals, the first time that's ever happened in the NBL uh, tournament. Oh wow! Yeah, and then they come in, they not they they crush Old Saybrook, they they beat Old Lyme, they de facto Shoreline champs, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so they come in and then they play the St. Paul team they know all about, and I thought St. Paul was, and we both did. We both thought St. Paul with all its stars. And uh, you know the NVL Player of the Year. We thought that they were gonna they were just cruise to this championship, and nope, nope. The number three seed knocks off the. I mean, even though St. Paul's the number six seed, a much tougher schedule than, right. than Holy Cross, which plays in the brass division, which has all the Waterbury schools in the NVL, and they crushed them. And here, here we are again. Holy Cross now in the semifinals. They're gonna play Coggenshog, which I be, I think I might have had Coggenshog getting this far. But to only play St. Paul, I didn't have uh, Chalk advancing. Uh, and then on the other side, Summers versus Wamogo. And I think I had Wamogo going all the way to the final to lose to St. Paul. But, hey, good on me getting at least Wamogo right here, not St. Paul. Yeah, one one is that Holy Cross are obviously used to winning, regardless of who they beat right. or this year, last year. Like, they've won a state championship recently. And, you know, last year was the first one. I think they had won the previous three or four in this class before losing last year so yeah. they're obviously used to winning games and 
they have a good offense, which they obviously showed against St. Paul. I mean, Jenna Moat had hit a homer and had five RBIs in the win. But we also did know as well that this was going to be the de facto final no matter what. Like, these are the two best teams. Maybe you want to, you know, want to argue Cog and Chog. We'll find out. But it felt like these were the two best teams regardless. So I just think they just happened to meet in the quarterfinals. Right. And sometimes that happens. You know? It happens a lot, yeah. Where you, have, where you pretty much anoint one of these late, earlier rounds to be the state championship game. And, you know, we, we, all, we, we both saw, thought, and it still holds, that the, the top half of this bracket was not as good as the bottom half. Especially oh, yeah. St. Paul and, and, and Holy Cross, it, you, you just the other teams up top are probably thankful that Holy Cross and St. Paul got, got dumped into the same bracket with each other. Oh yeah, every every Berkshire League team, every NCC team, that's what they want to see when these brackets come out. Are those private, you know, mm-hmm. awesome schools at the other side? You know, I know this firsthand, so they definitely are happy. You know, and even if you know it, it's a very low probability that one of those teams will win. You never know, first of all, because what Stafford pulled it off last year and making the final is still a tremendous accomplishment for these small schools. Yeah, but now that, you know, may have it, but then they're going to be rooting hard for Cog and Chalk, which has been in this spot before. I mean, Cog and Chalk has got a nice softball program. They've been here before. Um, do they have a chance of knocking off Holy Cross? Yes, they do have a good chance. I, I say that with some hesitancy based on what Holy Cross just did, but they, they have a chance for sure. They played a way harder schedule, you know, than Holy Cross did. And I, yeah, absolutely. They, they've, they have quality wins. They handed Valley Regional their only loss in the regular season. Huh. They played, they played North Haven tough. So this will be a very competitive game, I think. And that's going to be at uh, Monday, four o'clock. That's the first game of the, of the Monday games. And then, the second game, obviously, yeah. You're, now you got to talk about a Womogo team, which, if you recall, Womogo lost to Northwestern, and they got mercy ruled, and actually contributed to the mercy ruling, because they're just <laughs> like, let's just throw a wild pitch here and get out of here, um, because we 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 just we just didn't have it today, and yet here is Womogo, one of the best teams. In the, they, they, listen, regardless of that result, they were one of the best teams in the Berkshire League, and now they're in a, in a uh, semifinal, uh, you know, kind of a. Playing with house money at this point, you play against Summers they, with either team having a legit chance. I like Mogo in that game. I don't know why. I don't know anything about Summers, <laughs> but Summers did knock off my other semifinals. They, I, I picked South Windsor Easily. to get there, and they crushed them 10, 10 to one. So you got to know that uh, that Summers has got Summers beat Sacred Heart of Waterbury 10 one. They've scored double digits in every one of these games. They played Tort a lot. They beat them sixteen nothing, and then Windsor locks 10-1 in the quarterfinals. So. And they have a pretty, you know, they have a pretty competitive schedule for their, you know, what they are. I mean, you know, that there's some good teams in the NCCCN. They played Valley Regional to start the year, so yeah. So I mean, I'm going to stick with my Womogo pick getting to the final on the other side. Now that St. Paul is out, I mean, it's, do I just uh, transfer the powers over to Holy Cross? <laughs> I'm going to go with Cog and Chog because I want an all, I want an all public school. <laughs> That's, that, <laughs> Just selfish reasons, now that St. Paul is out. How do you see this one? I tend to agree. I think it's going to be Cog and Chog and Somers. I kind of want Wamoga to win because they deserve a little good karma for that sort of mercy rule, you know, <laughs> intentional. It, it, you know, if, if other teams saved people's time as much as they did by doing that, I feel like they just deserve a little, you know, a little yeah, karma. I but I, but I, I think Somers is probably better. But we'll, we'll see. And then uh, the uh, then we'll figure out where the state championships are. Just just a crazy, you know, the tournament is not gonna not ending up the way anyone 
really predicted it. I mean, we we got a few right here, but the the, the ones we got wrong were glaring. I mean, St. Joey, again, I, I just can't believe it. They're out. I can't believe I it. I just think, oh, no, I couldn't believe it either. I, I was up in South Windsor when it happened. I was, you know, texting other people and talking to the two coaches there, and they were just like, oh, my goodness, did that really happen? How? What? Like, you know, obviously, you know, East Haven's pitchers pitched the game for life, and – that's that's all you need sometimes. <laughs> quick, quick, quick ask of East Haven. If anybody out there has, we could not find anybody who posted any footage of that uh, final. Obviously, St. Joe is not going to be putting it out. But if anybody has any like footage of the final out in that game or something, uh, we would love to see it. Um, or at least maybe even the runs. It's just, again, I think East Haven has completely, completely taken over all these tournaments. If you really want to be honest with yourself, East Haven is the story right now in the tournament. Who's going to be number one is is the second story here. Um, and then, obviously, can Seymour pull off a state championship? Um, you know, what's what's Holy Cross got now? I mean, are they going to be able to get back to the mountain after losing? Like, I mean, again, this, imagine that. Imagine Holy Cross winning it all in, in S here. And if Holy Cross pulls this off, this will be Holy Cross's fourth state championship in five years, which is... And and they've been and then they've been in the final all those years. So they were they lost to Stafford obviously five four in last year's final. But that's still a pretty good run for for Holy Cross a lot for a team that this year got knocked got knocked out of the NBLs. Yeah, I mean, let's not go too crazy. I mean, it's still them playing in Class S, which shouldn't yeah. be a thing. So that is true. <laughs> um, I just can't wait for any all of all four classes. We don't know what's going to happen from here on out, and that's awesome. Yeah, I think you know. Um, sometimes you you get a feel like you know that where it's going to go one way or the other, but there's already been so many things going on, which even sets the stage for these semifinals to be you know amazing. I totally agree. I think it's great when, where you have uh, uncertainty and it, make, it generates a lot of interest. If, if you, you get a tournament where you know pretty much what's going to happen, I mean, maybe you get surprised in a final. It's it's not as fun as when you're like, I have no idea who's winning this. And that's kind of like where what territory we're in right now. So Yeah, we just, we just as we just made went our way through this and made these selections, it was very, um, at least I was on the fence about almost all of them. So that should, you know, make it really exciting. So get a few days. So get out to the fight to the semifinals. They're going to be at uh, DeLuca field in West Haven on Monday and then Tuesday. So that's what's that? That's Monday for class double L at DeLuca. Yep. And, and class S is going to be at West Haven on Monday. And then the other two, uh, DeLuca field will be the class L on Tuesday and on at West Haven will be the class M. So lots of uh, lots of options. It's I would love it to be like in a complex somewhere where they can play all these games at once. That'd be great. They used to do that at North way back when. I think it was two thousand one. Oh, yeah? They they had it at the North Brantford Sports Complex where they had four semi for yeah, four semifinals going on at once or something crazy like that. It was pretty Wow, awesome. that's amazing. Yeah, they Were there have... less bugs there than at Deluca and West Haven? <laughs> yeah, there were certainly less bugs. I don't know about seats, though. That's always a big problem. There were no True. seats. So, yeah, anyway, uh, so that'll do it for our emergency softball podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll hopefully see you out there. Thanks, Ryan, for jumping on. And, uh, well, good luck with your picks. Yeah, you too. <laughs> All right, see you, everybody. We'll, we'll see you after the uh, – we're going to do a little wrap-up of the semis and do a little preview of the championship games coming up this week. Thanks a lot.